22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Oh, just getting up. Oh, hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, episode 88. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as always, I'm here with the man who should be called Chicago because of his long-windedness. Just kidding. Sort of. MFG, right? Mike the Finance Guy. Dear God, they'll be killed on our doorstep, and there's no trash pickup till January 3rd. <laughs> and always rounding out the team is the man who should be called Switzerland because of his goddamn passiveness. Archie Square, we're off the tech. I know why the cage bird sings. I'm not telling you. <laughs> wow, that's really creepy, but you're about a month and some change off, so hold that up for October. <laughs> All right, so today, I mean, there's a lot of things, especially being that it's September and it's getting ready to get to fall. And you know what fall means? A whole bunch of great shows coming on TV. But right now, we decided today we're going to go back to our roots and we're going to discuss current comic book series. And one of the series we're going to talk about is um, the one that's only four issues old and it's called Civil War II. And the nobody say electric boogaloo, that's my joke. <laughs> Electric no one boogaloo. even knows the electric boogaloo I was say, anymore. I was say, if, I, if I reference that, would that show how old I am? Or would nobody get it? Do, do you know what electric boogaloo is? Okay. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> I know Mike knows. I know not which of which you speak. What was that? Okay, whatever. <laughs> it, was, it was a breaking movie. It was called. It was breaking and then breaking two, two electric yeah. boogaloo. So anytime anybody makes fun of a, um, a, a sequel and it's got the two in the title, they always say the electric boogaloo. If they're as old as cat. <laughs> uh, I'll say another podcaster that I know how to do it, but I don't show other podcasters out unless they're friends of mine. <laughs> Unlike some people who are like, well, so and so said. Well, like you said, I'm Switzerland. In Switzerland, you are. <laughs> I love everybody. You wow. want some chocolate? <laughs> I was about to say, you never bring any chocolate. <laughs> Is that what you do to lure your dates in? What are you talking about? I left a lot of chocolate in your toilet. Damn. Oh. 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 Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad I slept for that one. Yeah. <laughs> and on your next visit, you'll be having brownies. Oh. <laughs> Damn. And I, wish and I see with nuts. Oh. And wish. corn. Oh, God. Stop. All right. Ja. Yo. Really? I wish we could edit that out. All right. Okay, I was like, no, no, no. I was talking with somebody about the podcast the other day, which I'll talk to you later about something I thought about, Mike. And they're like, yeah, so could you describe your humor? I said, I it sometimes can be lowbrow, and they go dick and fart, and I go, oh, not about fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would never go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. So, first, before we even get into talking about Mar- uh, Marvel's Civil War Two, Mike has hot gossip, hot takes, and hot news. I was gonna say hot air, but I prefer to say that for another time. Mike calls it his gift to the world, but we just call it the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cat. What Cat was trying to say is, I'm hot. See? <laughs> and I was going to say that in the interest of no, because Mike will fucking chime in on that on his own. I don't yeah. got to do it. If you're hot, you should probably turn on a fan or something because yeah. that'll help cool you down. Well, that would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And let me show you my gift to the world. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Here he comes rolling it out again. <laughs> <laughs> do you someone, always, get, someone give me the winch. <laughs> the winch. I was about to ask, do you always have to use that wheelbarrow? <laughs> <laughs> All 
Oh, see, I was gonna make a super Gabe joke, but I don't want to make his head uh, more swollen than what super it is. Gabe. Who calls him that? <laughs> Himself, <laughs> exactly. And apparently you. <laughs> don't think big about him in the stories. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, Mike. he'll never hear it. Oh. He, he, he's our guest that never hears it. No, no, no. Aaron, shout out to Aaron. Will be she'll be the one to hear it and then tell him. Oh, it's so funny what <laughs> said. <laughs> He'd be like, "What?" She'd be like, "Oh, I guess he didn't hear it." Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron, of course. All right, let's All go back to it. All right, so for the news, DC Entertainment has decided to try something unprecedented. That's to add optimism to its films. (laughs) (laughs) Now? (laughs) Finally. uh, DC Entertainment President Jeff Johns, which I always think his name is John Jones. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I swear. But anyhow, DC Entertainment President Jeff Johns spoke about the course change for the upcoming Justice League movie. Quote, mistakenly in the past, I think the studio has said, oh, DC films are gritty and dark and that's what makes them different. That couldn't be more wrong. It's a hopeful and optimistic view of life. Even Batman has a glimmer of uh, hope in him. Uh, I didn't think that he'd make tomorrow better. He would stop. End (laughs) quote. Uh, Following fan reactions to Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, the timetable for their hope and optimism was accelerated. Uh, It has been rumored that the Justice League will address the complaints of Batman's extreme violence and his attempted murder on Superman. Uh, additionally, John says the film will lose many of Zack Snyder's, quote, controversial flourishes, unquote, uh, like the apocalyptic dreams, and they will actually concentrate on the plot of the film itself instead. Wow. Yeah, what a change. Justice League, however, will still be directed by Snyder and is expected to be released in theaters on November 10th, 2017. I'm wondering how that's going to work out for him. What, what, I, what I find funny, though, is it's like between Batman v Superman, which had to apologize for all the destruction in Superman by, like, blatantly like there's no one on this island let's go over here it's like i'm like dc i've never heard of anybody's franchise apologizing for itself repeatedly that should just tell you how bad it was and why didn't you notice this beforehand (laughs) white man's burden yeah it's called dc's burden (laughs) it's funny because you say jeff johns and you think john jones you know who i think jeff Loeb. but i'm like he works for marvel (laughs) oh wow i think lisa Loeb. lisa Loeb. oh my god (laughs) wow i think i'm hungry Oh, there you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, well, I'll say this. Kudos to hear that they're actually addressing that and not trying to say, yeah, well, you have to understand that. We're, no, good to hear yeah. that they're doing that. Well, I hope they're, they're addressing it. Hopefully, they do it well. And, and it's funny. You keep using the word hope, Mike. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> We've been hoping for a good movie. Hope. Yeah. That's what the S stands for. Ooh. By the way, before before you go on to the, before you go on to the nice one, before you go on to the next subject, just want to say somebody had challenged me to watch Batman v Superman the extended version. Right. One, one of my friends on Facebook was like, "Look, Cap, you gotta check it out because it's it's, it's mind changing." I go, "It's not mind changing. I'm gonna still hate the movie." He goes, it, "It makes a lot more sense." So I, I've heard it helps. All I'll say That's is That's all this. I've heard. I haven't and heard like it changes opinion. If there's anybody who listens to the show who's already watched the extended version, please, before the next show um, airs, which is probably in a couple of weeks, let us know what's going on only because I'm walking in a little bit dreadful, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Hit so, us up on Facebook. Drop a line. Definitely. The friend who told you that was that um, Captain Kirk? Look, Cap, you, you, you got to watch this. <laughs> That's the worst Kirk I've ever heard. Uh, and he's a horrible actor. <laughs> um, Ralph making fun of me, talking to somebody, trying to do Kirk. That's like three fucking bad impersonations right there. Oh, God, that was I horrible. love you, bro. Impersonation, impersonations are not the things you do. Be quiet before I hit you with my captain's law. That was oh. at least better. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a little more focus. What else we got there, Mike? Alrighty. The king of shared superhero continuity, Greg Belanti, is making his next project stand alone. The man behind Arrow, The Flash, DC's Legend of Tomorrow, and Supergirl confirmed that the Booster Gold feature film will not have any connective tissue to the films of the DC Extended Universe. Yay! Thank God. Uh, Belanti is currently attached to the film as producer, but has intimated that he would enjoy directing the project as well. Zach Stentz, who co-wrote X-Men First Class, Thor, and Power Rangers, has written the script, which is rumored to be more of a buddy cop flick with Booster Gold and the new Blue Beetle. Besides the year 2018, no other release date information has been announced. I like that. But I've been telling people that Berlanti should be in charge of a, a piece of the DC Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But no, he's television. I'm like, why are you thinking so yeah. like 1990s? Right. You know, it's, yeah. he's, he, he's really good with the work. He's good with the source I mean, material. J.J. James was television too. Yeah. But, but I think also people are like, well, you know, you know that, that's a different kind of DC. I'm like, well, are you fucking kidding well, it me? it is. It's a much more enjoyable DC. It's better DC. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I see a prediction for the future. Hold Here on. Go. Here's what's going to happen. That movie is going to be an incredible hit, and DC will decide to um, fold it into their universe, claiming some sort of uh, cosmic event, bringing them into it, and to make their own movies better. Of course. Well, of course. Well, I Booster Gold does time travel. However, they might just end up saying, you know what? If the Booster Gold is a hit, he'll just wake up one day in his sequel and just be like, I had a dream of two horrible Superman films. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one had a whole bunch of Justice Leaguers in it. And it was still bad. <laughs> we had Aquaman that looks like a Samoan god. Yeah. Then Blue Beetle pokes his head up and goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know what I'm talking about, pick up the book. <laughs> Jaime Reyes. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so that's the new one. Not what, um, yeah. Ted Cord Ted was the original. Is the original. Well, yeah. He was the original Blue Beetle, at least as far as DC is concerned. Right. The Blue Beetle that had the scarab, but didn't really know how to use it. Yeah, that, that made no sense. Dumb. Yeah. Alrighty, so what else has Berlanti been up to? Well, he's been busy. Well, this time, working with Fox, Berlanti is set to bring Black Lightning to the small screen. What? Yep. The character Black Lightning, uh, a.k.a. Jefferson Pierce, was created by writer Tony Isabella and artist Trevor Von Eden in 1977. His first appearance was in Black Lightning number one. Now, Isabella had uh, penned several Luke Cage Power Man stories and then was brought on to DC to retool its first headlining black superhero, which was named Black Bomber. Wait till I tell you about Black Bomber. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to love this idea now. Um, black Bomber was a white racist that turned black whenever he was under stress. What? <laughs> and that's when he got his superpowers. What? Yeah. The character was never published and has been described as, quote, an insult to practically everybody with any point of view at all, end quote. When, when was he created again? <laughs> uh, well, Black Lightning was in 77, no, so this yeah. would have been before that. And Black because, again, it was just an idea that never saw the light of day. Oh, my God. Uh, now, Isabella wrote the first 10 issues of Black Lightning before handing it over to Dennis O'Neill, who wrote two issues before the series was canceled. And it's funny because Denny O'Neill is a very reputable name yeah. in comic book, um, comic book scribes. Right. But so, I'm sure that that, I mean, I'm sure the Black Lightning comic book was not interesting at that time. No, 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 no probably not. But, but, but Denny O'Neill has found ways to make things socially relevant yeah. and, and just really good. Like mm -hmm. what he did with Green, Green, um, Green Lantern right. was fantastic yeah. when he was on with the artist of who we don't speak about. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. My Little Pony. Right. My Fuck him. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it. MFG didn't. Go ahead. My question. So what, um... Powers did the Black Bomber have? Was that his only thing that he would turn black? It, it, I don't. That seemed to be enough. I guess that would scare off most of the enemies right there <laughs> if they were white. 
<laughs> it's so funny how we're, it's a black lightning story. We're focusing on the black bomber. That's fucking it's, hilarious. I just <laughs> find that like it's, it's crazy that you, no, no. someone would actually think up a it, character it, it like didn't just that. pick it up. It was going towards publication, but then they were like, "Oh, it just needs to be retooled." It's like, no, that needs to be rethought. But the editor that was uh, that was going to give it the green light, um, he left right when uh, they brought Isabella over. So was wow. that Tex Avery? <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> well, then it would have been job. Funny. Good <laughs> job, <laughs> funny then. Good. Oh, I miss working with you, Ralph. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's pretty interesting. What's funny before we move on to the next thing is um, Black Lightning. He was Black Bolt on Super Friends, right? Um, no, he was Black Vulcan. I'm Black Vulcan, sorry, Black Vulcan, not Black, yeah. Vulcan, Black, Black Vulcan. Right. So I wonder why they couldn't use Black Lightning. It, that in has Super something Friends. to do with uh, copyright stuff. Yeah, because I think, however that worked, it had something to do with like that. That it wasn't. I don't know if it was Isabella, but somebody. It was their rights, which was weird at the time, so that they didn't like the DC didn't have like rights to just use it the way they wanted. So I, they they just. Avoided sense. it all and created oh. another character, basically. Interesting. With the same powers. Basically. I mean, yeah. not really exactly the same. Like, Black Lightning can't convert himself into electricity and fly like that or anything like that. He, okay. um, in fact, the original Black Lightning uh, didn't even have uh, metahuman abilities. He had a, uh, a belt that helped produce a protective shield, a force field around him, and then it also produced electricity off that shield. Yeah. That's cool. And then eventually when they retconned him, he suddenly was a metahuman, blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. So, yeah. so when's the Static Shock movie coming out? I wish. I love that. <laughs> I love that character. It's so well done. Dwayne Duffy, God rest your soul, but, you know. Editor- Dwayne uh, McDuffie, excuse uh, me. <laughs> um, not an op-ed, but, like, uh, my personal opinion, don't go Black Lightning, go right for Static Shock. Yeah, I, Black Lightning would is be great. irrelevant to me. I mean, it's... You know, my, and, and you're old enough to remember him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at, at 25, that's hard to believe. <laughs> I was waiting for that, but I, once again, I'll let Mike do it. <laughs> what else you got, Mike? All righty. Do you like to see a grown Wookiee cry? Well, I do. Oh, <laughs> that, that episode. Uh-huh. That's why I get giddy as a schoolgirl whenever I have a list of canceled TV shows that Ralph <laughs> the Tech loves to watch. No. <laughs> Damn. How, however. Ralph doesn't read many comic book titles, so I'll just have to be satisfied knowing that I'm breaking some listeners' hearts as I read down a list of canceled Marvel Comics titles, along with some replacement books. Shout out to Johannes and Troy. I wonder who's going to hit me up first. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, All new, all different Avengers will be replaced by Avengers. Thank God. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with U.S. Avengers. Carnage. Venom Space Knight, which that title alone says no. Uh, (laughs) um, They will both be replaced by Venom. Uh, Contest of Champions, Starbrand, and Nightmask, and then Vision, those books will all be replaced by Champions. Guardians of Infinity and Rocket Raccoon and Groot will be replaced by Guardians of the Galaxy. Hyperion will be replaced by Squadron Supreme and Nighthawk with Occupy Avengers. What? Yeah, nobody's reading any of those books. <laughs> I, I'm looking at <laughs> which, you which is the like all those titles and I'm like, oh my God. Well, that's the problem. They have well under 20,000 you know, in readership. You know, so like they're like, no one's reading them. They're not writing great stuff. Yeah. I've always had a question. How do they track who's reading what? Because, you know, you could just buy the book and never actually touch it. Well, it's not reading. They don't care who reads it. The way any of that's going to work is what's being ordered. Sales and Uh, orders, yeah. And and the thing is that, and I've heard this, I don't know if it's still going on, but like a lot of the houses too would say, for instance, let's just say, um, make it easy. Batman's a big seller. Let's just, I'm not saying DC does this, but I'm just using DC because it's just easy. Um, Let's just say, uh, DC says, uh, you know, Batman obviously is their biggest seller. But um, so you're a retailer and, you know, you, you have your order for whatever your normal order is. They might say something like, for instance, well, you can't have Batman unless you order, you know, 200 of this shit show book that we're writing. 
called shit show. Right. So now they're going to claim like, oh, you know, we have, you know, 10 people buying 200 each. We have 2,000 people subscribing, you know. And it's like, no, you're forcing them to buy your book, you know. And we're also another way. Um, this is another way that uh, all the houses actually do to inflate their, um, their sales as well. Their sales figures is, you know, with all the variants that are out now. Now, you know how you, um, sometimes you have variants that are equal, meaning that half the titles are of one artist, half are another. Other times you'll also get like, well, there's this third title that's, you know, so rare that it costs $20, whereas everything else costs $2. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, what they'll say to the retailer is, oh, you'll get to have this copy, which you can now charge $20 for if you buy, again, I'm making up numbers, 500 of that book. Well, the retailer is just like, I only have 100 people that read that title. Right. So now, again, I have to buy 500 of it to get this extra incentive title so that I can make a little money off of that. Yeah. So now the, the, the seller, though, can say, oh, see, 500 people at that store want to read this book. It's like, no, they don't. You're just making me buy that many of them. Wow. And now I have to return all this at whatever discounted money that you'll give me back. Oh, they know? can return them? Yeah. Most, most of the big houses take returns, but then I, there's something complicated with that, and I'm not sure how that all works. And it's, and it's all the reason why comic books are no longer viable the way they used to be. Right. Oh, that's why there's a lot more toilet paper. Exactly. Uh, oh, okay. Exactly. I, I mean, get it. I, I, I use a lot of um, DCs run all the time. <laughs> 50, New 52 feels really good in a sphincter. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> what else you got, Mike? All righty. Uh, noted insane comic book author, author excuse me, and dedicated Hagrid cosplayer Alan Moore dropped a bombshell <laughs> at a press conference last week when he announced he will be quitting his comic book career. Again? Again. But yeah, that, that's the, <laughs> that, he, that would be the one. Is, is he the Michael Jordan of uh, comic books? Um, who knows? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, the beloved bearded diva who wrote V for Vendetta, Watchmen, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and From Hell, just to name a few. He says that he has maybe 250 pages of comics left in him. Uh, Moore has some works he is finishing for Avatar Press, as well as one last League of Extraordinary Gentlemen book to complete, but said, quote, I think I have done enough for comics. I've done all that I can. I think if I were to continue to work in comics, inevitably the ideas would suffer. Inevitably, you'd start to see me retread old ground, and I think both you and I probably deserve something better than that, end quote. Now, the Batman the Killing Joke author also left reporters with an earful regarding the public's obsession with the Dark Knight. Quote, I am sure there is probably a very good reason for the hundreds of thousands of adults who are flocking to see the latest adventures of Batman. But I, for one, am a little in the dark about what that reason is. The superhero movies, characters that were invented by Jack Kirby in the 1960s or earlier, I have great love for those characters as they were to me when I was a 13-year-old boy. They were brilliantly designed and created characters, but they were 50 years ago. I think this century needs, deserves its own culture. It deserves artists that are actually going to attempt to say things that are relevant to the times we are actually living in. That's a long-winded way of me saying I am really really sick of Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's two things I want to say. Number one, I remember on the quick news, maybe about a year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. he was saying he was done. Right. So I'm like, why? I mean, did anybody tap him on the shoulder and go, you're still writing. You're still writing. (laughs) (laughs) I am? Then I'll be done soon. (laughs) Maybe he does it like in his sleep, you know, and he doesn't even realize it. He just wakes up and there's like pages written. That would be interesting. Like, oh, what was that movie? Um, oh, shoot. The one where he kept forgetting. Memento. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did this happen? When I got to follow explain, the clues. That would explain him not shaving. <laughs> I thought I shaved. You didn't. <laughs> and number two, um, that whole thing he said about him 
re, um, retreading, um, you know, old characters yeah. and all that stuff. Well, not old characters, old ideas. Was that like, it felt like a little jab to Frank Miller? Um, it's probably a jab to him. It's probably a jab to the entirety of the comic book industry. I mean, that's all it does is retread because it won't break new ground. I mean, and I, I mean, part of me, especially as a person that likes to create things, it's, it's true. I mean, it gets boring. I mean, you, how many times have you heard me say, and I know not everyone agrees with it, but I'm like, I can't stand to see another new first time Batman met the Joker. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, it's like how many times, how many different ways are you going to tell me the first time someone met somebody? First of all, I know how it's going to end. The hero wins yeah. <laughs> because that's that way it has to be. And it's not that interesting. You know, you're giving me a little twist here, a twist there. That's not interesting usually most of the time. So. Yeah. Let's roll the dice of probability and see how many. Yeah. 327. There you go. <laughs> Surprised it didn't just flip over to lots. <laughs> Shout out to Ralph for the nice sound effect. The old school sound effect. Well done. Well what, done. What can I say? I'm Look a man of many more, talents. Got more hand on your, uh, time in your hands and you get to the fucking... Yeah, he's, got more, like, he's got more hand on his time as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what he calls it? Time? He, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's time he, short. Because, it, because <laughs> it's wasted. <laughs> no, it's more because it keeps on going. Oh. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> what else you got, Mike? All right. Well, as you know, just from listening to this podcast, uh, the cap talks about many things, like the best fitting adult diapers, uh, how his dentures don't fit properly, that size doesn't matter, and, of course, the mysterious upcoming Marvel Comics miniseries, Death of X. Now, <laughs> yes. Fortunately, I have news about the latter. Uh, Death of X is set during the eight-month gap in the Marvel Universe after the end of Secret Wars and before the rebooted number one issues of the other Marvel comics. Reminiscent of DC Comics' failed one-year-later storylines that followed the events after Infinite Crisis rebooted its universe, Mm -hmm. Marvel says it has lots of stories to tell of the missing time. Death of X seeks to fill in the gaps and answer reader questions regarding the Terrigen-related Cold War between Inhumans and Mutants. The four-issue miniseries is co-written by Charles Soule and Jeff Lemire with art by Aaron Cooter. Death of X begins its bi-weekly debut in October and will conclude in November. Okay, so it's, it's a quick one, boom, two, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Okay. I'm not so I'm, I'm not too heartbroken about that. Okay. Well, and also, but this is the thing. Remember how we were saying before we speculate, oh, maybe this is going to spell the end of the X-Men. Well, this is just the time between Secret Wars and what we're reading now. Right. So basically, once again, you're like... So I you're going to give me end. background information, but we already know the result of everything else. I mean, I guess some of the mutants or even in humans that we may briefly kind of know about, maybe some of them die or something happens interesting that way. Maybe. Right. But other than that, you know, we already know what X-Men are aware. But, but I would say this. The one thing I, I could say, because I agree with that exactly what you're saying, but there's one thing we have to remember. There's so many X-Men not accounted for. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. You know, in, in the books, there's nobody accounted for. So you, you can actually get, a, get away with it somewhat. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, there's some X-Men I'm like, is he still around? Is, this... is he still mutant-powered? Exactly. Oh, well, did, I, I'm assuming House of M now didn't occur. I mean, I don't know if it's written anywhere, but I'm assuming that, right? House of M? Well, that were, remember, no, no more mutants. Right. <laughs> but now that the Secret Wars, the universe has been recreated. Oh, shit. So I'm assuming, right, are right, we right. back to, like, thousands upon thousands of mutants again? You know, I, I, We I could only know. hope. I, I well, some of those you know. either that or it's just more in humans. We, no, we can only yeah. hope the storylines are as good as back then when there was yeah. hundred uh, billions of mutants. Yeah. All right. Well, last but not least, uh-huh. just when you thought that the man from Gallifrey couldn't be any cooler, he regenerates once again. What? This time, the Doctor regenerates into animation. What? 
What? Nearly 50 years ago, one of the doctor's most celebrated adventures, the power of the um the power of the Daleks, was made. Now, however, after the master negatives were destroyed in an archive purge in 1974, that arc has become one of the lost episodes that fans had given up hope of ever seeing again. But thanks to BBC America and BBC Worldwide, a brand new animation has been commissioned based on the program's original audio recordings, surviving photographs, and film clips. It's set to premiere on November 12th, which is exactly 50 years to the day of the only UK broadcast of that series arc. Uh, Doctor Who, The Power of the Daleks, will bring audiences an animated rendition of the original. The six-part adventure features the regeneration, originally what's called renewal, of the first Doctor, who is played by William Hartnell, into the second Doctor, who is played by Patrick Troughton, along with his companions Polly and Ben, who do battle with the Daleks on planet Vulcan. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god I know, god, I can't oh wait. God. That's the best birthday present ever. Yeah. I wish this was a visual podcast so you could <laughs> see how not excited. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm kidding. To hear that something like that has been, you know, been able to be resurfaced. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool the I way think they it, did it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's, I think, hats off to, to BBC. Um, America and worldwide. Yeah, because, wow, that is fantastic. Yeah. To, to hear that uh, uh, something that's part of a, of a comic book or a series history that's been taken off. That, that, that nobody knows where it's, where it's gone and to be able to take the fragments of it to recreate it that's freaking awesome yeah what, I actually am tempted to see what this is going to look like see what they're not actually telling you is that they have a TARDIS and they actually went back in time and got the audio clips what, that would make sense yeah so, <laughs> so they have a TARDIS but you're generally late showing up for these things do you have a TARDI yep oh. Oh, I was wondering. <laughs> that's what I call my boom, motorcycle boom. Uh, I was going to do that no <laughs> Wait, but notice he was late with that too. <laughs> Fuck you. So what do we say about him? On time holding, with that one. What do we say about him holding time in his hands? <laughs> exactly. I told you it was wasted, <laughs> and it keeps on going. Nah, but you didn't waste your voice on the quick news. That's all the quick news. That is all the quick news. I like that segue. Though. That was good. Yeah. yeah, Ralph, what you got? Um, I did have something, didn't I? No, I didn't. <laughs> At least you're honest and then try to make something up off the top of your head, which you like to do from time to time. I do because it's fun. It's not, not for us. It is for me. It's like watching somebody get in trouble with their girlfriend or boyfriend and, and you watch them try to weasel out of it. For some people, they might enjoy it. Other people, it's like really uncomfortable. <laughs> for those who feel that it's uncomfortable, they've been watching the wrong fights. I'm just <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right, let's go right into it. Let's go to the main the, the main subject of today's podcast. Talk about Civil War Two. I won't say the Electric Boogaloo, uh, <laughs> but I mean, if you thought that Civil War One was enough, nope, Civil War Two is here. So with a synopsis of the first four issues. Now, Mike, I know you're going to mention it, but I'm wondering how long is that? I thought it was nine. I think it's eight. I'm not sure. So with Seven. a synopsis to break it all down, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, take it away. Alrighty, Civil War II, written by Brian Michael Bendis, is the sequel to 2006's Civil War miniseries, which was written by Mark Millar. Civil War II is an eight-issue core series with nine dedicated tie-ins. It, really, it originally was seven, uh, but due to, uh, I think, one of the artists, uh, they were having a kid, so that slowed it down, and then Bendis actually thought of a new ending, so uh, they needed an extra issue. So now oh, it's wow, eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so now, whereas the 2006 series dealt with the conflict between freedom and security, Civil War II is an allegory about the nature of determinism versus free will. The storyline hoped to capitalize on the box office success of Captain America's Civil War. 
The repercussions of Civil War II will be depicted in another miniseries titled Divided We Stand. Uh, Isn't that great? Just look forward to another miniseries. All right, synopsis. Because money trumps storytelling, Tony Stark argues that superheroes should not interfere to prevent crime until after it's being committed. Why? Because Minority Report. (laughs) (laughs) A recently transformed inhuman named Ulysses Kane has the power to see what he believes are visions of a dystopian future. In strained uh, storytelling, Stark tries to make everyone understand why crime prevention is wrong. Uh, Meanwhile, Captain Marvel starts harassing American citizens suspected of crimes due to Ulysses' ability. Stark is convinced that Ulysses' power is based on probability calculations and not absolute truth. Heroes die along the way, but I'll wait till we start reviewing to spoil those points. So why should you read Civil War II? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that much dead air since episode five. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> so wait a minute. I'm just making sure. That's not part of your dead air and you're going to continue more. Oh, no, that was. Oh, okay, make sure. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Excuse, Excuse me, me, sir. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, can we pre- please press. Ed, I'm like you saying Ulysses. <laughs> can we please press the button that we paid so much money for? Warning The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So, if you believe this might upset you, Piss off, you wanker. He makes it sound really expensive. Like he's paying a lot of money for that. <laughs> yeah, the next one will just be like, and you still owe me money. <laughs> well, that, so that's not bad. Why did I write that check then? <laughs> you uh, guys didn't I pay? Had things. I had things I needed to buy. It was cash. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> you never said the money amount for it. So, I mean, you know, not a big check. Just like time being short. <laughs> but, um, all right, let's get into it. Civil War II. Um, we, we have to obviously spoil some of the stuff. So, I'll tell you this. How did you feel about the premise of this of this um, series going into it? The idea about having that same idea of Minority Report. Do you stop things before they actually happen? Or do you let things happen to make people make their own um, destiny? How did you feel about this idea being brought to a Marvel comic? Well, I thought it was a little... It was. I thought it was incredibly original. You know, first off, like, this, <laughs> I'm so glad how, I know it's sarcasm. How, how did they ever think up of a concept like this? Like, you must have genius writers thinking up these things, sitting in a room, hours on end, just thinking, how do I make my readers want to read original content? that I originally created <laughs> all by myself <laughs> with no influence from anyone ever in this world. Um, and and I, then I realized, wait, this isn't original. <laughs> yeah, well, evidently they have people that, that only remember things from 14 years ago when the movie came out. Wow. But uh, I mean, my problem with it is it's not even... Minority Report... I mean, you know, it's still, it had its own flaw because it's kind of just silly the way they went about it. But its point was you didn't commit the crime, you're under arrest. Yeah. Period. Um, so, and until issue four, that kind of touches that a little, and it touches it for no reason. This one isn't going where Minority Report is going. This one is, this is what I was even saying in, in my synopsis, it makes no sense, is Tony Stark is arguing that th- it's not like the heroes are going over, like, like, like Modoc is asleep on the bed, and they're, they bust in his house, and they're like, you're under arrest of a crime you're going to do next week. They're... They are aware that he's going to commit a crime. They go there. He's in the middle of committing that crime. Or, or I'm sorry, he's about to, literally about to do that crime. He shows up to pick up the... Um, th- basically, what Mike's talking about is um, 
I guess Thanos was on his way right. to pick up the Cosmic Cube. And he was there to go get the Cosmic Cube. Yes. It wasn't like he was en route and they stopped him and he could have been like, I was going to get milk. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually where the cube is trying to break in on it and they stopped him because of the forewarning. And I'm like, well, I don't understand what the problem with that is. That's no different than like, you know, when somebody calls the cops and says, hey, I think somebody's breaking into a house. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, that, you know, that would be hilarious if... Uh, you know, Thanos shows up for the ambush and he's like, wait a second, this isn't where I parked my car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know. my bad, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to have bothered you. Let me be on my way. <laughs> well, you haven't read enough Thanos to, because otherwise you'd understand he actually does have a helicopter that has his name on it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So this powerful... Now, you, you, you just have to understand that that's the way it works. Is it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yes, Thanos that has a helicopter. Darkseid is the one that just likes to show up in your house, drinking your booze and sitting in your chair. I have lots of pictures of those. <laughs> it, it is just the funny... Because these aren't made up things. These are actual comic book things. Like every time... Um, what's his face? Uh, Mr. Miracle. He would just show up at his house. He'd open the door and Darkseid would be sitting in a high back chair. I was wondering when you'd get here. And you're like... Why are you sitting in the chair? And why are you drinking my booze? <laughs> you know, wow. Well, I, Mr. Miracle makes a really good rum. Just yeah, I, so. I gotta ask you what what books that's from. Um, I'll have to check. I don't yeah, know which one, a, but it's just really funny to see them because you're like, it, it, it makes a scene, but you're like, but he's dark side. And, and when Thanos is trying to get away in the helicopter and get stopped, you're just like, why are you in a helicopter and why does it have your name on it? I, I, <laughs> you would think hilarious. he'd have like some you know advanced technology that would just allow him to beam up to a ship or something or just be anywhere in the universe right yeah, you'd think <laughs> well, one would think but these characters were written lamely by yeah. some people so um but, but now but now hearing mike say this do you think that this was written the, the sides for this argument were written a little bit more evenly than the predecessor people talk about civil war one comic book wise not the movie comic book wise it was written very uneven because it you know um the subject matter talking about um superheroes and being part of the superhero act you know you sided more with captain america than with um tony stark and with right. fantastic and all those guys right but um my, my question is is this written a little bit more evenly than civil war one no no it is ham-fisted to no i'm sorry i won't say it's unevenly written it makes no sense the way it's written okay what were you saying yeah and there with a title like Civil War, you know, you would think that there'd be more fighting within these four books so far. And all it's been is, uh, let's see. So um, Thanos gets caught because of whatever the visions. And in the process, spoiler alert, War Machine dies. Right. Tony goes crazy. He's like, you killed my friend. Fucking Captain Danvers. How dare you? You killed my nigga. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Tony goes and kidnaps the kidnaps I'm just Ulysses. Ailing right here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ralph. Kidnaps Ulysses, takes him back, forces the Inhumans to come after him, which he pretty much declares war is on the Inhuman. They come and they take Ulysses back, and Tony's just he's still like you know just buddy buddy with everybody, and everybody's still buddy buddy with him. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, they kill Bruce because um, they get a vision. Because well, we could slowly move out. into this. We, we're not we're, we're not wow. in a race here. We could slowly move into these storylines. I'm just saying, it's, it's like <laughs> short on time. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Why I said it's 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 not that it's uneven. Whereas Civil War, it was 
are you a Nazi or are you one of the allies? That's what Civil War One was. Yeah. And that's why it made no sense because it's like, well, unless you're a Nazi, it really, it's only one side to be on and that's Captain America's. Right. Um, Civil War Two. In, in, what is it? In issue number three, I believe it is. I think it's issue number three. Wow. Um, it's either three or four. Uh, Carol Danvers raises a valid point because the, the, the whole thing with Civil War, because um, again, we've kind of, kind of missed out on some of the points is it's Tony Stark and his people, whoever that will be, we're finding out what that team will be right. versus Carol uh, Danvers, AKA Captain Marvel and her people, which is most of shield and whatnot and other heroes that are following her. So it's Tony and Carol that are having the war of ideas right now. Um, she raises a question to Tony. It's the most poignant question that could ever have been asked of this subject matter. The worst part is not only does Tony not answer it, no one answers it and it's not brought up again but it's and the reason is which is weird that it's in the book is the answer to the question is the thing that invalidates the whole, the whole purpose of this even being a story it's, it's she says tony a person comes up to you and says that guy over there has a gun and he said he's about to open fire do you go check it out or do you say to yourself well i'll have to wait until he opens fire to see if the guy was right and no, I mean, that's, but that's the entire point of this story, and it doesn't get answered. And it's not even like a splash page where it's like, wow, that's really the whole point of this thing. Tony just starts asking, like, well, what percentage would you need to feel secure about, like, you know, prediction being true? And I'm like, I'm sorry, you have to answer that, meaning the writer. I don't mean Tony, because I mean, obviously he's course, just yeah. speaking the words of a writer. It's like, I'm sorry, writer, great point you brought up, but that question has to be answered. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the whole point, is that's what any superhero does that's what every cop does yeah. is stop a True. crime prior if they have knowledge you know and then in, in that case is different because you're getting a person in the present telling you i see a guy over there with a gun right right and in this one it's a possibility you're seeing a vision of right. what might happen so those two situations don't even work with each other well no but that's that's what i'm saying that's what makes it different than minority report in minority you're describing what minority report report does which is there's a vision the crime's not being committed at all, but we're stopping it and then actually arresting the person yeah. for thinking of, I'm sorry, for them possibly doing this crime. This is saying that when they show up, the person's doing it, yeah. <laughs> you know, or at least they're as close oh, no, to or about a, to commit as it. As or, or, or at least, or at least yeah. that was the, the, the example for Thanos because of the other right. examples why Ulysses interfered, that wasn't the case. Well, no, I mean, the only time that we have not seen Ulysses' prediction so far in the four issues was in the very last issues this one woman that they think must somehow be involved with Hydra now we still don't have an answer whether she is or isn't but evidently she was to have something in her briefcase and it wasn't there it was empty yeah I mean but and but we still don't know if there's more to her story or not we haven't gotten there we just know that Carol Danvers is going way off the reservation like like they suddenly made her go from we're just reasonably doing what any cop would do with information to suddenly she's just like I'm blindly following this and arresting people that haven't proved to do anything that and it's so out of the blue because it hasn't followed the rest of the story that it just feels like you're desperately trying to prove your point. But now you're doing Minority Report. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because beforehand, like I said, every other thing, you know, you see them like you see pictures of Modoc being chased by them. You see other things going on. Um, and again, at least from the storytelling that we're getting, these people were actually involved in doing something wrong. And, you know, but they had the foreknowledge to know that they were there. Or they would be there, and then they stopped them. You know. Yeah, but the, but the Hulk thing didn't come to fruition. Right, but at the same I know, time, I know right. I'm jumping ahead, but yeah, yeah. but no, and the, that's a great point to bring up. Now, you know, now to like, you know, had Ralph had already said. So, 
Ulysses has a vision and he's able to not only have the visions, he's able at this point now to make everyone actually experience those yeah. visions. They it's, can actually feel them. I was going to say, um, when he has these visions, it reminds me of, oh, what was the name of that, 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 that Stephen King series we talked about? Um, the Dead Zone. Oh, okay, yeah. How, how he's kind of immersed in the, in the right. actual memory. Yeah. It's kind of like Dead that. Dead Zone was such a good movie. Dead Zone was such a good show, too. And the show was good, too, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, because you said that now he can get show everybody. You know really? seen The Dead Zone? You're wow. Such a, such a loser. He was still in DR. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and it's got uh, Christopher Walken in it, so you know you're getting a good report. And young Christopher Walken, too. It's from like 1980 or something like it's that. It's funny. In the movie, it's, old Chris, it's, it's young Christopher Walken. In the TV show, it's old Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. There's a TV show and a movie? Yeah. Well, there was a TV show from the 80s. The I mean, a movie from the 80s. The TV show was made in the 2000s. late 90s or early 2000s. 2000s, okay. yeah. Something like that, yeah. Because me and you were already cool by then. Yeah. Back then, I wasn't that cool, so, you know. <laughs> you weren't? You're cool? I was uh, fuck yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> anyway, so your list is able to His show. His mommy tells him he's cool every day. My cool meter <laughs> must be broken. So Shut that. up. <laughs> well, he keeps telling you you're cool, so what the fuck? <laughs> Nobody can see what you're doing. <laughs> I move the cool right, meter towards right. the cat. The <laughs> meter stays at zero. Uh, I move something. the cool meter towards me. It's off the charts. It's over 9,000. Jeff Ross, famous <laughs> comedian, said if you have to explain a joke that long, it's not that funny. Who said it was a joke? I'm actually doing some, Shout out. taking some empirical evidence of, <laughs> All right. of whether or not you're cool. Empirical, here we go. No, but anyway, so what Mike was saying was that he's able to show everybody what he sees and the way he sees it. Right, yeah, right. so they're actually feeling it. So that's fine. So so what he sees is that the Hulk is going on a rampage and is killing people and the heroes. So fine. It, it, at no point did they go, and now we're going to murder Bruce Banner. They go to talk to Bruce Banner. And we find out more things are going on so that, like, Tony shows up without his, uh, his suit. Right. You know, because he's like, I want to make sure this stays calm. Carol shows up with Tony. And they're both like, we need to talk. And we find out that Banner has been experimenting on himself again, because that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that he also hasn't been the Hulk for a year at all. He hasn't been transforming. Um, and then, lo and behold, you know, he's getting a little bit irate. And then suddenly he gets a, an arrow from the back through the heart. And he's yeah. killed as, as much as people die in comic books. Anyhow, we are to believe that Bruce Banner is now dead, full out dead. That's not Ulysses' prediction. And he and, and no one acted on it except for Hawkeye, who didn't act on the prediction. He acted on Bruce Banner's wishes. And see, that's what I'm saying. So that even in its own storytelling, no one's been abusing these premonitions, you know, these visions of his. You know, it's just like they went there to see what Banner was doing. Tony was more out of control than anyone else, meaning like he's yeah. like, let him talk, let him, you know, and it's like, well, we're trying to, Tony, but you keep interfering, <laughs> you know. Um, and then suddenly, you know, he's dead because then we find out that Banner gave Hawkeye something that supposedly can kill Bruce and yeah. prevent him from turning into the Hulk if there was even a sign that he was going to turn. That was Bruce's own words, you know, if, if it looks like I'm going to turn, kill me. That's yeah. not Ulysses. Yeah. So that I'm like, okay, well, that's not a point to your story either. That just feels like we're just trying to drum up sales, so let's kill the Hulk. That's what it felt like to me. Like, okay. They, you know, it didn't feel like a purpose because they try also to do like, a, well, Tony's point is that uh, Carol Danvers is profiling. Right. And I'm like, well, she's not profiling. She's being told that a crime is about to be committed. That's not her going, but look at that suspicious person over there. I'm going to go out of my way to do it. You know? but, but I think Tony's argument is, I mean, if you exclude the Thanos thing, right. 
if and, and I guess it is trying to be like minority. I mean, nah, I guess I know it's trying to be like minority report. The idea that he finds out that um, that Ulysses' power is possibilities. It's not definite. It's right. not definite. Right. So, so I think. I mean, of course, his argument is trying to be, even though people could be in in a store with a gun, doesn't mean he's going to rob the place, even if he has a, a previous um, history right. of, of being a criminal. Right. And I, and I think you know that's that's what they're trying to drive home. I just think it gets very muddled. Well, because because again, except for again until issue four, which right. has evidently been weeks, if not months, of them using Ulysses' powers, we haven't seen them pick up anyone that actually didn't do anything. Like in other words, the the, the little snippets we get of images as of criminals, and usually the criminals that we know being criminals. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's their job, like. You know, I, 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 th- th- my point is I don't understand the difference. Then how many times have the Avengers themselves been like, we heard that Kang might be doing something in the future. Let's go investigate. Yeah. Well, why are you going? I think it's the idea of bring up, bring up <laughs> that know. point of innocent, um, innocent to proven guilty. I think that, that's what they're trying to. I think they're trying, but they're, they're trying. again, just like with Civil War, the first one, they, the they're just, they're, they're not capable of telling the story. And the weirdest part is it's not like trying to tell the story in one issue. You know? Civil War wasn't written by Ben. Civil War won Mark Millar. Mark Millar right. did the first one. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then so, so Ben is doing this one. Right. Well, he's not, he's not doing the whole Bendis thing. Well, not yet. I mean, what we haven't seen because, I mean, it took four issues before there was a Civil War. <laughs> I mean, like, the, like, like Ralph was saying, he goes, you would expect to see more contention between the heroes and it's, it's really just you know, Tony and Captain Marvel, you know, throwing shade to each other. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what they were doing. It wasn't even like they're at blows. I mean, they're just throwing shade. And then finally, by issue four, you see, like, you know, Tony's just like, I brought big guns. And she's just like, look at these guns. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which, by the way, I wasn't impressed by her guns. No. <laughs> because, I'm like, I'm like, you're telling me the, that he's got like Thor and all these other people, and he's got Thor, he's got, he's got um, three or four of the X Men, and I've got a raccoon with a gun, <laughs> and Groot, <laughs> and Groot, and Asian Venom, Asian Venom, and the yes. Thing. I'm sorry, let me just put up my radio loud. Okay, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> she got the thing. She got the thing. <laughs> she, she. Well, I was gonna make another joke. Can't I'm forget like, Star Lord. <laughs> yeah, he's got the thing. I'm gonna bring over his. What was his? Uh, oh, what was the thing's aunt? Oh, fuck. He always says it. Petunia? Aunt Petunia? Aunt Petunia? Is it Aunt Petunia? And he actually, yeah, I think it's Aunt Petunia. And he actually has, he actually has an Aunt Petunia. Oh, God. Yeah, it was some issue, oh, it was a good 10 years or more ago, they actually, that she was visiting. And he was like, oh, it's my Aunt Petunia. And everyone's <laughs> like, we didn't think she was real. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to make sure I got that name right, but I know he's got that yeah. famous aunt. But here's my thing. That right now, what we just talked about reminds me of, just because you have the, the number one... Um, Grossing comic book out of Marvel, or not comic book, um, comic movie out of Marvel, doesn't mean you're that strong. <laughs> that <laughs> I'm true. not scared of the Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they should bring, if she would have brought them to me, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Where's Power Pack? Let's go get them. <laughs> 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 Fuck out of here with that. That's funny. Oh my god, yeah, but oh, so I was right, Petunia. Yeah, and he and she's real. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so here's here's the next question. Where do you think they go from here? Downhill, <laughs> in a sled on a really icy mountain. Oh, I think you meant down on hill. Oh, wow, wow, Maria Hill. Okay, yeah, yeah. she'll have none of that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe from Carol. Yeah. Maybe from Carol. <laughs> Is that a short haircut lesbian joke? <laughs> well, if the short haircut fits her. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. What do you think, Ralph? Where do you think this goes from here? Do we even know? Um. All right. Here's my prediction. 
There's going to be a little fight. Turns out that the woman... Fight or fight? Fight. Okay. Turns out that the woman is part of Hydra. Carol is going to be like, I told you so. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Tony's going to be like, you were right this time. I, just, I don't know, man. <laughs> and then they're going to kiss and make up and everything's going to be all hunky-dory. I mean, I think well, I think it's... And then it's, Tony's going to be like, I, I can't be Iron Man anymore. I'm going to give it to this teenage girl. Yeah. Oh, but, well, definitely something... Uh, I'm going to give it to this teenage girl. How does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> and Captain Marvel arrests Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> so... Hey, I swear she was 18. So, Tony, this 15-year-old girl that you've evidently been monitoring heavily, <laughs> we need to talk about this. <laughs> Carol, I didn't know you were here. I thought you were in Gotham arresting that rich billionaire. Oh, <laughs> dick. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think it's going to be something like, because uh, they're going to have to get some, like, they're going to throw some cockamamie story in there, kind of like how they did uh, with the scrolls. I think at first. So I think somehow Ulysses is going to maybe, maybe his visions are being, you know, Manipulated? Yeah, manipulated by Hydra or some, who knows, or some outside force probably so that it'll be, yes, he has that power, but, you know, see how easily the, the visions can be manipulated so yeah. that you can't trust them anymore. You yeah. know, well, I think it's going to be something lame like that. Well, Tony says that the way his powers works is that he picks, he absorbs everything, all, everything like all the information and energy that's around him, that even stuff that we don't even know exists. So maybe someone figures out one of these energies and alters it right. in a way to give him a different... Well, I, but that's the other thing, too. They're ham-fisted, like, gloss over. They, they, when, they, they, when Tony's like, you know, yes, he absorbs everything. What do you mean by everything? Everything. He absorbs data because, you know, everything in the world or everything in creation gives off its own energy. He absorbs that from around the world, including energy levels that we're, we don't even know of. And I'm like, so you don't know of them, but you're pretty sure he absorbs them. That's pretty remarkable <laughs> he's absorbing things that we don't know about how do you know about them be- because i'm a scientist <laughs> and i know that there are things that i don't know about that people can absorb <laughs> stuff stuff <laughs> did anyone see my note report <laughs> oh my god he's busy showing them all in the room <laughs> see this is well, not tom cruise but like, you know like if i was somebody cooler than him and 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 i i didn't force my you know like Wow, <laughs> Katie Hudson, Katie Hudson to marry me, you know. And oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Were you gonna say something, Ralph? No, <laughs> no. All right, no, I'm good. All right. So, do we even rate these four issues? Sure, why not? Okay. How do we rate the first half? We can pretty much say the first half of Civil War Two. I'll start it off. I'll call it. Well, I, I'm gonna give it five. Ulysses, make up your goddamn mind out of 10. I feel like, I mean. Are you saying he's a Puerto Rican woman? Wow. <laughs> I did not say that at all. He had that look on his face, Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Damn. I saw it. I agree with no, Mike. No, 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 no. There's issues with my wife that, that, that you know, that I, I would joke around about. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> She's very decisive. <laughs> but five out of 10, I'm just Someone's saying. Someone's getting something this year. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I'm so happy. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. All I'm saying is I think that I feel like the, the story is kind of muddled, but I'm enjoying the artwork. Artwork is good. The artwork is good. The colors, is, is a, yeah. the tone feels right. It's just reading it gets a little long. Yeah. Ralph, what do you get? What did you give it? I gave it five out of ten. Five. Five Ulysses out of ten. Ooh. Five Ulysses. So 50. So five times 50. 
Zero carry the 20. That's a lot. <laughs> so what are you giving it? <laughs> I give it four. Uh, I'm not a fan of Tony Stark anymore. <laughs> Out of 10. <laughs> I love the dramatic pause at the end. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Tony Stark anymore. Because yeah, Ulysses is like, I, uh, he's like, um, I th- he's like, Tony was talking to him. He's like, aren't you a fan of, uh, of us? He's like, well, not anymore. <laughs> you kidnapped me and tortured me. Fuck you, Ulysses. Hope he dies at the end. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I like, like like Cap, I enjoyed the artwork. I thought it was pretty good. But the stories, they, I do like some of their cliffhangers at the end of like episode uh, season, uh, issue three. Mm-hmm. Where, they're, where Tony discovers what how um ulysses powers work right and well his girl friday discovers it and she's like do you well i guess do you want to see how his powers work and then tony's like <gasps> oh my god yeah, well, and then boom it cuts oh, by the way why is mary jane working for him i don't know because you have to pick up and, 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 and i would have to read invincible. these books that i won't read them yeah, yeah. um and that's superior iron man invincible iron man Invin- invincible yeah. yeah invincible iron man yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know why because well, they make yeah. it irrelevant Apparently, you know, Peter had some connections, and he's like, "Listen, Tony, um, my hot girlfriend, you know, she needs a job, but don't. I know you're a womanizer and everything. You can't hit on her, and I know you have a thing for redheads, but don't hit on her. And she's easy. And she's easy. Wow. <laughs> and I know you're a billionaire wow. genius with tons of technology. I mean, she's stuff. real easy, she Tony. Can, yeah. She can work for you. You can flirt with her. Don't put your dick in her. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he did. Just saying. All right. He pulled some favors. Fortman actually did trip and fall on her vagina. (laughs) That's how easy she really is. Oh, my God. (laughs) And Tony's like. (sighs) Oh, boy. Yeah, is it something like that? Well, it's also. Okay, I guess I could give her a job. God. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking horrible. (laughs) Um, Mike. My rating actually is going to lead into another point that I want to bring up, too. But I'm going to give it. Three, another black superhero dead to raise reader mm. sympathy out of ten. And that's what I want to bring up. It's just like, okay, Civil War. Marvel, you don't have enough black superheroes to keep killing them. I mean, you just <laughs> don't. You know, and, and especially like Rhodey. I mean, that's the other thing, too. I have this fear that because you're dealing with Inhumans and dealing with time and stuff like that, that somehow this is going to, some of it is going to get undone. You know, like, wow. I, I'm, I'm afraid of think, like, I'm afraid I, of like finding out that Kang the Conqueror has been manipulating like Ulysses with like future knowledge by like just giving him pieces of it or something like that. But I'm just like, you know, you've killed another black superhero, nothing more than for the sympathy factor of it. You know, I have a prediction What's that? of what Mike or could be or another prediction. Yes. All right. So seeing as how we're going to have uh, a new Iron Man or was it Iron Warrior? Was it? Oh, Iron Heart. Heart. Iron Heart. Heart. Or the porn. Go ahead. Right. So <laughs> she's black. Right. right. So you're going to have, a new War Machine-like character who's going to be her friend, and that's going to be white. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even. Th- I, I mean, I could. I mean, it's a possibility. I think more along or the Asian. line of maybe Latina, a Latina. Girl. Don't, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many jokes with that. Not unless she stole that suit. Yes, I had. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, and why was that suit on the hubcap of the car? I don't know. Maybe Amadeus <laughs> Chow has a sister. I don't know. He, he does in the series. Uh, Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Rock me, Amadeus. Um, oh. Rock me, Amadeus. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I can easily see, though, and this is the saddest part, is I can easily see them, because, I mean, obviously, we know that Ironheart is not going to stay the Iron Man character of right. the book, but can you see where I'm going with this? Rhodey's dead. Oh, he's going to take up the mantle? No, of not he. 
She's going to she, take the mantle. She will Wonder eventually Sheen. take up that mantle of War after, Machine in time. Think about it, because oh. she's not going to Iron Man's not going to stay out of the picture. That's true. Right? She'll be Ironheart for a year or two. Suddenly, Tony's going to make his return. He's going to want his title back and whatever. Even if she gives it to him, like I don't feel fair. Da 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 da. And he's going to be like, you know what would really iron me? I mean, the honor <laughs> me would be if like you know if you took up like my friend. He was my war machine. And even if she takes another name, but the point is, Warheart. guess what? We now have another black person. In an iron suit, so you're saying a trade Iron Man back, taking yeah. a trade off. I think but. in time that's what we're going to end up with. Yeah, or we might just have uh, Iron Heart and Iron Man. Good for you. So there you have it, Civil War Two. I am not Ulysses. I can't see the future, but I can see that this has a little bit of work left to do. But we still got five issues, so let's see what happens. But don't go anywhere. Four, because Cap can't do math. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you keep saying nine. nine no, I keep tie-ins. saying eight. Nine times. That's why. Yeah. Sorry, eight. So. Don't go anywhere. While I work on my counting, Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. That would cap it at that. <laughs> Nobody was going to understand what the fuck you said. Yeah, I didn't even understand what you said, and I didn't know what you said. It's not like he was mumbling balls in his mouth. <laughs> I said, <laughs> now, with cap in a 10. There we go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so I want to make sure everybody was not left out of the joke. We got to do that. Very inclusive we are here at M22. All right. So now I explained the joke. So... Cap is a darker-skinned gentleman who recently has a tan, so now Cap is in a tan. All right. There well done. Go. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. We do. We don't. But we're going to try. We did once. Once. You Get know, over yourself. You know what? So love it. I swear. If we do it again, I, I swear. We'll throw a he party. Is, he is just like that wife that just brings up that, you know, you always do that. I did it once. once. <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing. I'm a happily married man. <laughs> that never happens. That stuff never happens. It never happens in, in marriages? Ever. Oh, that's good to know. Ever. Rainbows and unicorns. So he never <laughs> once. ram you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> he never once made her, quote unquote, happy. Oh, dude, trust me. I made her happy. Have you, have you not seen Riley? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to get happy to get pregnant. You have to have happy to have sex. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm limp, guess what? The equation's over. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what, what do they say? Like, they're getting blood from a stone? Yeah, they try getting cum from a limp dick. All right. <laughs> wow. I just can't believe it. Just went, yeah. Let me rephrase it. Well, that you would just be a cattlepod to the ass. <laughs> That'll do it. You, you don't have to get to the end of the line to get pregnant. There you go. Man. Wow! Oh, look at you! Wait, I can't wait for you to have kids. I'm gonna go to your wife. Um, well, he told me that he doesn't have to be happy with you. <laughs> so, episode 88, mark it down. When Ralph has a as a wife and kid, I'm gonna play it for him. <laughs> I'll play for him myself. Look, yeah. listen, sit down, woman. Listen to this. <laughs> Why did it become like <laughs> episode 89? Ralph in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting around Ralph's pool body cast and iron lung. <laughs> We're, we're recording from from, from the deep. <laughs> we're recording from my iPhone. <laughs> Episode Our, ninety. We're gathered here to raise the spirit of Ralph. The <laughs> it's a fucking seance. <laughs> All right, ready, set, go. Is Deadpool mania finally cooling off, Mike? Comic books, yes. Movies, it'll pick up once Deadpool two begins showing trailers, and then I'll have to open up some whoop ass. Yeah, <laughs> Ralph. Deadpool Mania is never dead. Of course you'd say that. Jimmy Chunga. Jimmy Chunga. Oh, boy. (laughs) Rank the following bad guys from least to most dangerous. Thanos, Galactus, Darkseid, Sentinels. Ralph. Sentinels, 
Uh, Galactus, Darkseid, Thanos. Wow. Wow, that's... Wow. Mike? <laughs> um, Sentinels, Thanos, trying to give your cat a bath. Darkseid, <laughs> taking a barbecue rib from a black man. Galactus. <laughs> or changing the black man's channel. Uh, in comic books, if heroes and villains remain dead, would it raise some credibility to storylines? Ralph? See? Wow. Mike? Uh, yeah, and it would force writers to be more creative. Yeah, more creative. Look at that. And number four, um, has Cap... Uh, Almost there. Almost Almost. there. Time's up, but here's the last question. Has Captain America replaced Superman as the Boy Scout of comic books? Mike? Uh, They tried to make Cap a Boy Scout in the late 80s, early 90s, but Superman can't stop being molested by the scout leaders. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Ralph? Um, Can't they both be Boy Scouts? I mean, you know... there's a whole troop of Boy Scouts, so I, I believe they both could do That's it. That's true. They could always rub their sticks together and make a fire. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Batman's ass burst into flame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wait, wait. You hear that? You hear that? It's Kev somewhere in the world going, hey. <laughs> no. No, Mike, say you're saying. I'll bring the marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> say you're saying about Kev that the one Kev doesn't agree with. What, that he's crying out in some corn? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go right to shout out. Speaking of Kev, I'm going to give um, Big Kev a very, very happy birthday. I was um, I was with him for a surprise birthday party. Is shout he out. now Big Old Kev? Big Old Kev. Damn. Damn. Okay. It's funny because um, G was talking to Kev about, you know, people in our lives. She goes, yeah, you know, you know, this we have, I know a couple of Kevs, but you're a Big Kev. You saw his chest all swell up and proud of Yeah, that's right. Was he knocked out four people at the party? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Could have gotten him through the door. It was fucking hilarious. That's yeah. just his head. <laughs> Aww. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm nevertheless. But happy birthday, Kev. Happy birthday, yes. bro. We love you. Happy well, belated birthday. I wish I could have made it to the party. I'm waiting for the butt. But I had uh, some things to have to do at home. I think it was butt. <laughs> there was some butt involved. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was it was short once again. <laughs> short. I, I would have made it to the party, but I I just reek of ins. <laughs> so it's it been a lot of nervous people bringing me food. Wow, wow Mike's got to make a Latin joke. All right. <laughs> I'm giving a shout out to Tom, big old hipster Tom. Nice we Tom miss you, right? Yeah, man. miss you. Don't even hear from him anymore. You know? Well, it's funny because he hit us up on um, Facebook Messenger. We were talking on Facebook Messenger the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought you were in the conversation. It was. It was. I don't think so. Yeah, I was like double check your Facebook oh, Messenger because okay. he was talking about. I was like, oh, I miss you. Oh, I miss you guys too. I want to be on soon. So, oh, okay. So definitely, we got to get Tom on at some point. Um, also, um, oh, excuse me. Shout out to Jazz who's back in town. Yay, Jazz, Jazz is back. Jazz, thank you very much for the t-shirts. Much appreciated. Love yes. it, love it. Jazz, you are now my favorite person in the world because he gave you a Yoda t-shirt. A Yoda t-shirt. Yes, sir. <laughs> there is no uh, tries. Do or do not. Yeah. You said it all wrong, but okay. I don't care. <laughs> all right, all right. Yoda would approve. All right. A shout out to Ruben. Man, listens to our podcast, and we appreciate it. And, he, and we never shout him out. We sh- I shouted him last time telling him to not do it while lifting heavy machinery. Oh, or whatever he does to work out, because he's lifting heavy <laughs> shit. He's like, yeah, I, lift, uh, I listen to it, and I laugh, and I almost like drop something. I'm like, dude, then stop <laughs> listening to us <laughs> during that. We, we got to put a, a disclaimer, you know. For our podcast warning, do not listen to our show while lifting heavy objects or operating heavy machinery. True. True. We are not responsible for any damage or harm incurred while you listening to our podcast. 
Well, you but but if you like Deadpool, I'm hoping you get injured. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a, that's like a, a, a side shout out to Mike, <laughs> to Mike D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope he's doing okay. Um, shout out to Johannes. You posting up food all the time, dude. Oh my god, that ice cream! Yeah, so yeah, I, I, we definitely got to go to either one of those two ice cream shops. It's, there's two here on Manhattan, in Manhattan, and oh, yeah. I think there's one in Brooklyn too. Oh, really? Man. Yeah. So I don't remember the name of the ice cream, but uh, if we get it, Johannes, we're gonna post pics of eating it and just say, "Too bad you're not here." <laughs> Smiling as we're eating it, but you know we got to cover my face because my my identity is a mystery, right? <laughs> <laughs> or we just rather have his face covered. Yes. Oh, okay. Also, shout out to um, shout out to Aaron. A belated happy birthday to you, Aaron. Hope oh. everything. Went, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't able to be there for the birthday, but it looks like everybody had a good time. Yeah. Van Leeuwen. We, we call her old Aaron, but I've already called her old Aaron. She's now old, old Aaron. Now she's old Aaron because your niece is younger Aaron. Uh, well, there is that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I gave you an explanation, but no, Aaron. We love you. Um, hope everything's um, fantastic um, because you don't celebrate birthdays anymore. You celebrate birthday weeks. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Birthday weeks. Yeah. Oof. I had a birthday week once. I lost a whole month. Wow. Yeah. Is it anything like you feeling now with your hangover? Oh. <laughs> that was worse. <laughs> that, that felt like the apocalypse came, went, and came back and then was there to stay. Damn. Okay. And oh, I also want to shout out Anwar and his beard. I'm hoping you're still listening to us. And get other people to listen to us, damn it. And oh, by the way, if you end up in Philadelphia again, I want a cheesesteak. Only you? I'm the only one that brought it up. <laughs> I would love a Philly cheesesteak from Philly. Maybe Pat's? Wink, wink. Yeah, but by the time he gets it to us, I mean, you know, because. It'll still be good. Really? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Moldy bread with old, with old meat. Well, with uh, the advent of modern technology and the invention of the Ralph Freshenator, stop us! You put it. any food in there, and it's just a pair of his old underwear that you put the food in, <laughs> in the design of a tank. It would last forever. Uh, all right, patent pending. Oh boy! And um, my last shout—I don't know about your last shout out. My last shout out is um, I'm going to wish a happy birthday to Troy. Troy's birthday is tomorrow, uh, which is um, September 13th. Um, bro, I love you. I never had, I mean, I have older brothers, but you were my older brother growing up, still are now. So you're more than a cousin. Love you very much. Happy birthday. I'm going to tell you the same shit tomorrow. So if you don't hear the podcast, it's okay. I'm going to tell you on Facebook anyways. So it doesn't matter. I'll call you tomorrow, whatever. Yeah, happy birthday, Troy. You're old too. <laughs> Why is everyone young like me? He's as old as you are. <laughs> He's 25? Yeah. He's, well, I guess he's turning 26 now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> any shout-outs for you, too? For any of you guys? Anybody well, else? I, I would also like to wish Troy a happy birthday. I don't love you like that, but I like you like a friend. <laughs> uh, I like him like a friend that's going to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> like lunch money? What the fuck? I don't care how much money. I want to shout-out to uh, the Troublemakers. Had a good time last night. We uh now I know who the troublemakers yeah, are. Yeah, we went to a friend's house in Brooklyn, and uh, incredible cook. If he ever starts a catering business, I will be shouting him out because that food was delish. Oh nice. man! Well, t- well, I'll shout out the troublemakers too. Not that any of them would ever hear this. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Why not? Shout out anyway, just so we have it on on, on record. record. Yeah. yeah, we shouted you out. Oh, you don't talk about us. Well, <laughs> you don't listen to this. Right. Exactly. I'm going to shout out. Uh, 
someone that's known as A.A. Ron. Uh, Hopefully he's going to be listening to our podcast, especially with all the time he's going to have touring around, uh, well, touring around Texas for a little while and then touring around Korea for six months. That's right. Uh, so hopefully you listen to our podcast and you get this one. We're going to miss you. Yeah, and right. we want to hear all your stories and make sure you bring us back something cool. Yeah, in English, not in Korean. If it's cool and it's Korean, I'm okay. Texas? No, no, no. I'm saying, no, I'm saying in English. Like, like tell us the stories in English. Oh yeah. Because well, if he speaks Korean, I'll be amazed by how he gets back. Hey, I, those tours change lives. Yeah. Ask Jazz. <laughs> when he comes back from Texas, you got to go. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Oh well, he wouldn't be coming back from Texas. I mean, he's he's lives in Texas. Oh, so, he lives. So he's going home. Then he's going to Korea. Interesting. Yes, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And the thing is, he's from Texas, and he's a nice person. Go oh. figure. <laughs> Who would have thought? He wasn't born in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> is that the way it works? Yeah, that's the way it works. <laughs> and uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was about to say that's all I got. Okay, and I was gonna say, uh, you Ralph, you done? Do I really shout out? Man? All right, all right. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna bring this to a close. So for MFG Mike, the finance guy, and Archie Square Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And question: Should I bring Riley to Comic Con? No. No. Damn. <laughs> That's just a question. <laughs>